0: Blessed you, Adonai, our God, King of the universe, who set us apart in order to sanctify us with his commandments and instructed us to occupy ourselves with words of Torah. Adonai, our God, please make the words of your Torah pleasant in our mouths and in the mouths of your people, the family of Israel, so that we, our offspring and the descendants of your people, the family of Israel, all of us, may be knowers of your name and learners of your Torah for its own sake. Blessed you, Adonai, who teaches Torah to his people, Yisrael. Blessed you, Adonai, our God, King of the universe, who chose us from all the nations to give us his Torah. Blessed you, Adonai, giver of the Torah. Okay. We have four classes set for tonight. We'll only get to two. And it will depend on you. That means if you bolo, we'll move on. It just depends on how lugubrious you are. Look it up. So, I'm noticing that there's only one guy in the room that's older than me, but there's only one phone in the bowl. I can't figure that out. What does that mean? Does that mean that you have phones and you want to use them? What what does that mean? You're going to use it for the Torah. You're good to go there. Did you turn it off so it's not going to make some kind of buzzy noise? Okay, good, good. Everybody else, we're okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. Yeah. You know what happens? Yeah, that's right. Downloading now. That's right. Yeah. If I hear it, I own it. Okay, there it is. Okay. So, I'm, I, I want us to talk about something important. I'd like to talk about what you think and whether what you think affects you, whether you can think and sin because of the thought, and whether what you think determines your place in the world to come. Strictly thinking. So let's think about that, let's talk about that, and reflect upon it. Does that make sense? Okay. So, I think it's. Imp- oh. I believe that it is important that we look to the scriptures to see what it says about thought and how that affects us, either for good or bad. So, before I, I give you some answers, let me ask you: what What comes to mind when I talk about thinking? Anything? Aristotle. Aristotle, okay. I meant from a scriptural perspective, but Aristotle is your your thought guy, right? He sits, he thinks, he comes up with these grand illusionary things, and then everybody follows him and and so forth. Bring all thoughts captivity. Captivity. Of Messiah. Of Messiah. Okay, so what I'm thinking about should be captive to Messiah. I don't really know what that means. And since you're quoting from the apostolic scriptures, I think it's important that we determine its historical and grammatical context in light of the Torah, the prophets, and the rest of the writings. So that when Paul says that we should do this, we know what he means. That's not to say that it's not authoritative. of its own right because it's part of the scripture but I want to know how to apply it in my life okay so we're going to come back to that one. give me another one yes Chris so as, a man thinks... as a man thinks so he is yes, okay what does that mean it means whatever is on your mind that
1: whatever takes the majority of your time of
0: thought is what you become if you think about adultery you tend to be an adulterer if you think lewd thoughts, you tend to be a lewd man, that kind of thing? Yeah. Okay, okay. I think that the Master, Yeshua, said something along those lines. What did he say? Mark 7. Can anybody? Come on. What's he say? Come on. Come on, come on, come on. No, Chinese, we've we got to get move to English now. What? Okay, that's one. He said another thing about hating, right? This is all in the Beatitudes, right? If you hate your brother in your heart, you've, you've killed him, right? It's as if you've murdered him. That's true. I think there's a better one. Mark 7, can you remember what it says? It's not what goes into him, it, man. It's what comes out. Out of his heart comes, and he starts naming all this bad, bad stuff. And all this bad, bad stuff are... Actions—they're verbs. So if you think this way, well, it's just what Chris said, right? If you think this way, you know, out of the out of your heart, with the Hebrew center of your thought and emotions, out comes, right, your will. Well, you're actually going to walk it out and do it, right? Which is the same thing that you just said from Matthew chapter five. Just make the point that the, the thought process and the heart are connected. I mean, the uh, words of my mouth are the meditation of my my heart. heart yes. So, the, the,
1: so there's the Jewish and scriptural concept heart
0: is your thoughts. Right. So I'm going to think with my heart who I am, what I think is in my heart. The head is for life. Right? It's what keeps me going. That's why, what are we going to do to make sure Goliath is dead? Off of his head. Good. Good. Dead head. They kind of run. That was pretty cool. Okay.
2: As far as the, uh, out of the heart comes the actions, I also think about the fact that there are some sins that are actually occur basically internal. Because as an example, I can think of as covetousness. Um, okay. so the tenth commandment is thou shalt not covet which seems to be the basis behind Yeshua's statement regarding adultery and lust okay. and then if you also look at the anger point um, specifically you see in scriptures you shall not hate your brother in your heart this comes up from the Panach and I believe also in Leviticus chapter 19 right? so um, in both those points there are actually sins that can be committed internally that are, that, as Yeshua points out if you fester those it will eventually express itself externally but the actually, the sin
0: began inside. I, I I would say it began inside. I don't know that we could say that it culminated inside without being acted out. I think an action is necessary. But I think you've got a good point on the covet, Andrew. Oh, I'll, I'll find it. Okay, James. James. Real quick,
2: I was going to say, uh, Yeshua
0: said, "Out of the abundance of the heart." That's the mouth speaks. So, so, what you're thinking, because that's the heart in Hebrew, right? What you're thinking in your heart is going to come out. Good. Blessed is the man who perseveres in the trial, but once he's been the crowd of life, which the Lord has promised those who
3: love him. Let no one say when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil. And he himself does not tempt anyone, but each one is tempted when he's carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then, when lust is conceived, it Brings
0: forth to sin. Yes. And sin is accomplished. It brings forth death. So, I may think poor thing, but I think aside from maybe that covetousness thing, and I think we should look back to the actual text in Exodus um, and Deuteronomy, if the actual thought is the problem, or what comes of it. right? But well, we'll see. Other than that one, I think the scripture is overwhelmingly towards action rather than thought. Yes, sir? Okay. Yes?
1: Sir. Uh, and
0: one other, uh, Proverbs 16.1, it says, The plans of the mind and orderly thinking belong to man, but from the Lord comes the wise answer, of the time. Okay. Okay. I grabbed... I think not that have come to abolish the I got that one, yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's right. Yes. I've got eight verses here. Let's pass these around. And just see um, what, was it? what we've got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Could be. Let's finish the sentence, though, and see what it says. It's one page, right? Two pages. It's one page, right? Two page? Oh, did I get James on the next page? Darn. I was hoping to get it on one page for you guys. Sorry about that. Okay, Leviticus 5.4. If a person swears thoughtlessly with his lips to do evil or to do good, in whatever matter a man may speak thoughtlessly with an oath, and it is hidden from him, and then he comes to know it, he'll be guilty in one of these and again we've got a thought leading to an action and the action is going to be the sin Deuteronomy 15.9 beware that there is no base thought in your heart saying now we're we're talking about the Shemitah year right the seventh year the year of remission is near and your eye is hostile toward your poor brother and you give him nothing then he may cry to the Lord against you and it will be a sin in you What's the sin? You didn't give me anything. Why didn't you give me anything? Because you started with the thought, hmm, how can I really work this financially? Eh? Isn't there also another, another thought
2: reference later on in Deuteronomy where it talks about the man who thinks in his heart that um, I will sin and I will still prosper? It shows up in uh, like Deuteronomy 29. Essentially, it's God says, Don't beware lest you think. You know, essentially, I can keep doing evil things and I'll be fine with me. And then God points out that you know, regardless
0: whether or not other people you know, judge you like they should, I will yeah. turn my eye toward
2: that man.
0: Yeah, but I think the the reason it's not on this paper is because in that case, the sin's not the thinking. Don't think that I can keep doing evil. It's about doing.
2: Yeah, it seems to be somewhat
0: interrelated. Well, as yeah, as are all of these. These that all that's have thought.
3: Related,
0: that's the point. That, exactly. That one leads to the other. So... Second Chronicles 6.37, again, they all have thought. I mean, they're all in blue, right? If they take thought in the land where they are taken captive and repent and make supplication, again, things that you do, to you in the land of their captivity, saying, we have sinned, we have committed iniquity, we have um, acted wickedly, then he will, he'll, he'll hear them and, and uh, heal them and so forth. Ecclesiastes 5.2, don't be hasty in word or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter in the presence of God. I thought that was interesting. For God is in heaven and you are on earth, therefore let your words be few. So you think something, it might be wise to keep your mouth shut. Just keep that to yourself. Don't you think that's interesting? I mean, that, I think that's a poignant verse. This is Ecclesiastes 5 2. What do we learn here? God reads the heart. We know that for sure. It's said over and over in the scriptures. He knows our very thoughts. He knows that our thoughts are not his thoughts. His thoughts are far higher than ours. All of this. He knows my thoughts. But Solomon is saying, "Whoa! even though God knows your thoughts, don't talk about it. Keep your mouth shut. Because by the very act of speaking, you're now almost giving life to the thought.
2: On thought later, but as far as
0: speaking, they actually comment that there is power given to to the tongue. So they
2: actually encourage people when they study scripture to read the scriptures out Out loud, loud. which is why we have people come up and read the Torah on
0: Shabbat. As well as to say that if you think something bad, you should never say it out loud, because in a sense that that lends power to that idea. Well, it's in in Genesis, it's right at the very beginning. God speaks and the world is created. Amen. I think life and death are in the power yeah. of the tongue. I think it's at James. Yeah. That's, yeah, I think it's, I think it's James. Action. It is. Well,
1: I, I think it's really, when you talk about Yeshua, when you talk about when he was brought in front of Pilate, and all,
0: yeah. and he did not open this way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think James is very clear. There's a lot of self-control if you can keep your mouth shut. And Solomon, the wisest man on the planet, is saying, you know, it's pretty bright if you don't speak. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Matthew 5.17, do not think I came to abolish the law. I think you mentioned that one, Jonathan, uh, or the prophets. I did not come to abolish but to fulfill. Again, right? Don't even think it. He didn't come to do that. He came to do something else. Matthew 10.34, don't think that I came to bring peace. I did not come to bring peace but to bring a sword. Again, another action. We'll jump, uh, skip past to John 5.45 while we're in the middle of seeing all these things that the Master said not to think about. Don't think that I will accuse you before the Father. The one who accuses you is Moses, in whom you have set your hope. Who's he talking to? What's he talking about? He's talking about the Torah. And he's talking about the folks that think, if I just keep the Torah, I'm good to go. Well, that's not the case, right? We need to keep the Torah after we have relationship with, with God, not beforehand. We need to understand that one is the result of the relationship, not the cause of it. And um, back to Matthew 15, 19. Out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, and slanders. That's a, a whole bunch of crap coming up. These are the things which defile the man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile the man. This is, of course, the parallel passage to... Mark chapter seven. Mark seven, Matthew fifteen, parallel passages. Out of the heart, thinking evil thoughts, right? The doing, eating with unwashed hands. Yes. Sir. One other scripture that comes to mind. Uh, Romans twelve two: Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Because it's a, it is yeah, and it's consistent with what he's been saying. If I think right, if it's in my heart right, then good will come. And who is it that's going to renew that heart? Who is it that's going to give me a new heart? It is Yeshua, absolutely. And then finally, we're on the last one, right? James one twenty six. If anyone thinks himself to be religious and he does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is worthless. Worthless. So, is what I say important? Is what I think as important as what I say? It leads to it. Is it as important?
3: Standing before the judge? No.
0: Because I may still be working on taking every thought captive, but if I can bridle my tongue, or if Solomon has convinced me not to mention it, I'm better off. Maybe not as important, but I don't want to diminish the significance of thought.
2: And, and Judaism doesn't either. The, the most poignant example of this is the idea of Kavana in saying that like, if you're praying a prayer, if you're saying a blessing, and you do it without thinking about its meaning... They even go so far as to say, if you, don't, if you do it without thinking about all of its meaning, not just like the literal meaning of the text, but it, all the ramifications. It
0: would be better you that you hadn't even prayed you're it.
2: You're missing it. You're actually in error. And they they go so far as to say, too, that the Levitical priesthood, when they were slaughtering the animal, if they weren't thinking about what the offering was for and all the details, if they did everything perfect, but their thoughts weren't focused, it was a worthless offering.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because out of the thought comes the action.
3: However, God does know
0: every one of them.
3: And yet we're never told that we're judged that he will judge us on the basis of our thoughts.
0: That was my fact, that was see. the segue. Oh, I'm sorry. Go. No, that's that's exactly I'm where I'm sorry. going.
3: Yeah, even though even though I mean I agree with Joshua your your you know your your thoughts are the seed of your actions. Uh, we can't even talk about all of this or we can't even talk about obeying God about thinking. Right. Uh, however, it's it's the sta- it's it's the standard of judgment that we're we're concerned with. Exactly. And if it's the standard of judgment, then we're then then and if God doesn't judge us, and we we're here not only in the in the Torah, but also in the apostolic scriptures, the only time God ever judges any was anyone is on the basis of what they've done. Not what they've not what they've thought. That's right. So if that's if that's the case, then and I know my, and I don't even know my own thoughts. But I know that wow, if I just be judge my thoughts, if I judge myself on my thoughts, my goodness, I mean, it's like. I mean, when Yeshua said in Matthew chapter, 5... without hope. If you, that's right, or Mark, or, or or in Luke, where he speaks in the in the Sermon on the Mount, where he speaks about you know, if you think in your heart to commit adultery, I'm just like, okay, so is every man on the planet gonna be stoned? No, and that's not what he's implying. The problem is that that's exactly where religion ended up. They go, look, the thought is. Aristotle speaks the thought is more important than anything. It's the it's the culmination of it all. So have the, you know it's not just have the right thoughts. We need to judge people's thoughts.
0: Right. And and that's not an option. I am not even implying that thoughts are not important. Your thoughts are very important. What I am saying is there is a waiting here. And Ecclesiastes makes it clear. If you're going to work on one first, keep your mouth shut. Work on what you don't say. Bridle the tongue, according to James. Control it. And then you can start to work on the heart and the thought. Yes, sir? I just have a hard time wrapping, not wrapping my mind, but just I guess, agreeing with the fact of not sending through thought. You can do something in your mind and think something in your mind in my mind, that is completely a sin. <clears throat> you're not supposed to lust after women, but if you're doing it continuously, why? you don't have to act on it, or looking at another man's wife, you will I'll act on it. But um, what I'm saying is that if every man is trying, or as Sadiqim, we are trying to be righteous. Yes, sir. And it's our goal to not lust after women. Yes, sir. But
1: on so in an instance of doing so, I still think it would be a sin to look at another woman and think that thought. Even if you don't act it out. That, not is, it that
0: is exactly what professional Christendom teaches. That's exactly what they teach. That if you think it, it's a sin. And there are very few thoughts. Well, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying you should do it. Don't do it. I, can, I don't think I can put it any more clearly. But God judges you on what you do, not on what you think. Don't sin. That doesn't mean you should think those lewd thoughts. You should not. Every man here needs to wash and renew that mind. No question about it. We're not saying don't do that. All I'm saying is, if we need to start somewhere, because we all come in with some kind of baggage whether it's theological baggage, we learn from, from the church. Or if it's atheistic baggage, we learn from the world. Or if it's weird baggage, we learn from our family. We all got to lay that down. And if you need to start with something, you need to start with what you do. Because that's, that's what we're going to see. And then after you've got the get the speech. After you've got the speech... You get the thought. And now you're down to the crux of it. You, then you. Maybe yes. The, and, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You started. That's right. Good. Yeah.
3: Maybe in an answer to that: Why lusting is wrong, not sin, but why it's inappropriate. inappropriate. I, I shouldn't say it's not sin, I, but I think it's to, sin. To address the issue that you're talking about, it, it says Yeshua made it his custom to rise early and pray alone. It says Yeshua made it his custom on Shabbat to go to the synagogue. And 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 what we learn is that Yeshua had habits that produced action there were Godly, actions, Godly that actions that produced right thoughts. And the danger is, and Job says, I you know, I've made a covenant with my eyes not to look on a woman in lust. Why? Because the action of turning away actually changes the heart. That's the key. So he's changing the heart in a positive way, which means that in the future, he won't not only commit adultery, he won't even he won't even look. In other words, it's a self-fulfilling thing. The danger that you have when you look, and and we're using this as your example, when you look is that it will produce, it will produce sin. Eventually, it will produce sin. So make it a habit of turning away or not looking. That will change the heart. That's
1: what we want with the heart to change. Amen. Well, and I, and I think there's there is a there's a fine line where the thought and the action
0: become a little blurred. Because, Absolutely. Because it's one thing to you know you're kind of you're going about your daily business and uh,
1: you know a, a beautiful woman walks by and you have a thought, right? Okay, that that's that's one thing compared to. You know, uh, you get together with your buddies, and you're you're going. You know, you're going to the mall. You're going here to to check out the women.
0: Yes, right? and about, to dwell on those thoughts. To,
1: right. So your intentionality about yeah. am, am I? am going to go. I'm going go, to go. You know. I'm going to go. You know. Stake out a territory and just you know watch the women. Right. I mean, yeah. That.
0: Can we all is, sing the song? Watching. All, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's an action. I don't know that's
0: Sitting by the dock of the bay. Sorry. Oh, yeah.
1: That's an action, uh, because you are act you are having the intent to go and,
0: you know, and yeah. that's an action, and prom- say, that's yeah, sin. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you even
1: though you may not
3: touch anybody
0: or whatever. Yeah. You I'm take with an it. You're taking an action though, right? Oh, but I was just as first to say
2: that, well, clearly conceding that being tempted is not a sin. Everybody is tempted. James. James. Yeshua was tempted. And that, when it comes to thought, temptation is that thought flitting across your mind. However, I think when it says, thou shalt not covet, which is an eternal thing. You shall not have anger, or you shall hate your you, brother but, but in your he heart. It gives you examples, though. And that, what does it say? You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, horse, donkey, whatever. It doesn't say, it says steal it and covet are that, two different things. No, and it
3: encompasses it as adultery and stealing. It's
2: three different commandments, though. So, and my argument is that sin, if it says do not do this, that is a sin. Thought, then, can be a sin. Now,
0: there's a difference between having a temptation for a thought and actually dwelling on that thought. Well, you're, but I think
2: dwelling on it is wrong.
0: You're saying that.
2: No, what scripture is saying.
0: No, you're saying, you are saying that if the thought comes in my mind, in one case it's sin. If the thought comes in my mind, in another case, it's not sin. No, I'm not saying that. If the thought comes into my mind as a temptation, it's not sin, is what you said. If the thought comes into my mind...
2: And I hold on to it. Oh, I
0: have to hold on to it. How long? How long do I have to hold on to it? Middle, so, you know, coveting, right? You see what I'm saying? All I'm trying to point out, I'm not disagreeing with you that we should not covet. All I'm saying is, you are defining something that is undefinable. It's the same Hear thing me out. As being to you do are
2: something and
0: it's same. all I'm saying is, you said if I have the same thought about this woman, and because I'm tempted, that is not a sin. Because the Yeshua was tempted. But if I have the same thought about that woman, and it's not a temptation, although I can't figure out how it could not be no, a, temptation, not a temptation,
2: it starts off as temptation.
0: It starts as temptation.
2: If you think about it, it's a sin. It's ah. A sin you're tempted to say something, are flying things around, things around and, and sometimes we hold on to it. I think you're on shaky ground. Yes, sir. covetousness it's is a here. little bit different than just having a thought. Covetous, covetousness involves a desire.
0: Okay. You're actually yearning over something. Okay. And Paul equates
2: covetousness in Ephesians to idolatry. Yes. says covetous, covetousness is idolatry, which right.
0: I've got a a different desire of my heart, and it's not God, it's whatever I'm coveting on. The greatest commandment is to
2: love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength.
3: That's something that
0: goes on internally to the beginning. I'm focusing my attention and my desire on this woman who's not my wife. That's a problem. I would argue for you guys who aren't married yet that if you do it for even your wife, it's still adultery, but for the sake of argument. So, do you see, all I'm trying to point out is this is shaky ground when we try to define where the sin is. I think we can all agree if I act, I will be in sin. The thought should be taken captive. It's as simple as that. I get the thought, wow, that's a beautiful woman. You know what? That's not a sin. God made her a beautiful woman. Praise God. That's a beautiful woman. Praise God. We're still good. That's a beautiful one, woman. I wonder, ah! Oh, we don't care what you wonder. Don't wonder. That's a problem. Don't go there. What did you just do? Well, you just fulfill the command by taking captive that thought you recognize that if you continue with that thought, which is what Joshua is saying, if you continue down that path, we're past temptation. By the way, for some of us, it actually is the point. You get to the point where, I mean, you're normally 117, but where the beautiful woman walks by, and it's not a temptation. But anyway, the, the girl walks by, you recognize her beauty, you praise God for the beauty, you move on to another thought. If you dwell upon the fact that she's beautiful for whatever reason, now you're on shaky ground because you've not taken it captive. And now, what's in your heart is going to bring forth sin. What is the sin? Well, now you've coveted. So, is it the the thought? Or did we just move from thought to action, the action being coveting? And, and that's where I'm going. I call coveting an action, not a thought. Yes, and then I'll get you.
3: Maybe, maybe one way of looking at this is uh,
1: uh, we don't operate in a vacuum. When, when, it's, when it's simply a thought, it's, or a it's It's not a vacuum. Let
0: me give you an example. Uh, and Since we're on the topic, uh, maybe we shouldn't be out of it. Fast cars? You're <laughs>
3: walking in the mall and scantily clad women
0: which is 100% of them now. The norm. Walks past you. um, uh,
1: If, you know, for the fleeting moment, you, you see
3: and turn away or whatever else, whatever, she may see you turn away and is not offended, even though she would like you to look. She's not offended. However, if, even if she's dressed this way, if you turn and follow her, now what you've done is, that is not just simply a thought. Now it's, like I say, it's an action. In fact, if you were just sitting still yeah. and you look at her,
0: and, you've, uh, and if you have radar, other
3: people see <laughs>
0: you. Look, that's
3: not a thought. That's an
0: action. Sure. You now you have acted you have upon a, the thought,
3: and and everybody around knows what you've thought. Now I don't know what I've thought, but everybody else knows what I thought. That's an action.
0: I, amen. Yes, sir. Another reference
2: to thought that comes up is. Uh, Zechariah eight seventeen the same the same chapter talks about the fasts turning into peace days. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. it says in eight seventeen, well, will read sixteen verse. These are the things which you should do: speak the truth to one another, judge with truth,
2: and judgment for peace in your gates. Also, let none of you devise, which is the same root as to think, evil in your heart. Again, this is an eternal issue against another, and do not love perjury. For all these are what I hate, declares the Lord. Yeah. I think if, you, if, if devising
0: evil in your heart, this is internal. Yes. It's a plan for action, potentially, but it's definitely referring to where it starts here. You may not carry it out. You may just think about it. That's the that God hates. But, I think it's going to be sin. But No one's saying it's not sin, Joshua. You seem to be defining the difference in action being external versus internal, and I am not. I am saying that having the thought is not a sin. Acting on the thought... Act is an action. I'm acting on the thought. Devising is acting on the thought. And that's where I'm personally drawing the line. I think I can back it up biblically, but so that's the deal. To think about it ah! You just made a choice. You just did an action. Right. Exactly.
3: Coveting. Actually, the word. interestingly enough, we find reference in Scripture where someone says, and so-and-so coveted such-and-such. Excuse me, how does anybody know that man covenant right. except that it's not simply in his head?
0: Yeah.
1: And it's and it's
3: somehow being expressed.
0: It, I like that. It's expressed. It now it may not be acted out, but in some it way it was ex, it, it, well, was, it discernible. was discernible. It was discernible outwardly, yes, sir. Um first I would say I um, you're you're defining that
2: there's actions and thoughts
0: yes. inside the mind. Yes. not necessarily have to be manifested but you can act in your mind. Absolutely. That's what the word devising is. Okay. That's what the word coveting is. You have done something with the thought. Otherwise, if the thought itself is sin, then our Master sinned, and we know that's impossible. He was tempted in the same way we were, and we are. Therefore, there's a difference between what He did with the thought and what we can do with the thought. He chose not to do something with the thought. We, oftentimes, at least I do, maybe not you, but I oftentimes do something with that thought. And that is sin. Next thing up. Romans
2: 14.
0: I would disagree with that, but I think it's it's clever the way you've taken that one verse and encapsulated the entire planet. Wait,
3: is yeah. faith a word for faith? What, yeah. Is faith a thought? Mm. The in, in, Eris, in Aristotle's thinking, which he used the word pistis
1: as well, right. uh, Greek philosophy uses the word faith a lot. Yeah. So it, obviously it's not biblical. Uh, but in Greek philosophy,
0: faith is a thought. But were the writers of the apostolic scriptures using it as a thought, or were they using it as Hebrew uses it where it's... Emuna, right.
3: Emunah is visible.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and in this particular instance, the faith is referring to whether or not you believe something to be right or good to eat or drink. It's actually not a faith in Jesus or anything even in God. simply saying, I think this is good, I think this is bad. If you do something you think is bad, you have a problem. And in that case, you are acting out what you believe.
2: Or rather, in this case, you're actually violating in your actions what you believe. Yeah, Same deal. Because he says, the faith that you have has your own conviction before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. The context is all about eating and drinking. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because his eating is, his eating is in a palace, But
0: that's the context. Yeah. It, so it's not really in the text, because not from faith and whatever
2: is not from faith is sin. So I think the context here is saying that if you're if you do not believe that what you're doing is right, which I mean, obviously we have an issue here. If you, I think this is wrong. I will do it anyway. Well, now you have an act of rebellion, even if it's not like a sin to do the action specifically. <laughs>
0: Rebelling against my own God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we are, we're... But
2: he's writing to believers have faith. But he's actually saying that believers can be sinning. Yeah, those believers can be sinning. On this point. Believers cannot have faith. By your definition, oh, the faith is eternal. They have choose not to exercise their faith in something like that. That's what I'm saying. So, how would that happen? Like, if I'm not putting my faith in... Do it. If I, so if I don't have a like whatever I'm doing. If my faith is not it. So where, where then where is your faith being placed like in the Lord? So that your faith
0: is in the Lord. Yeah, I don't. Whether or not faith yeah, I don't. I don't think this passage is talking about faith in the Lord at all. What I think is this this faith, is, faith, is faith in what you believe. Faith what you faith. believe as far as the commandments go is what he is talking about. If you believe that it's okay to eat this and you choose not to for the sake of this man that's a cool thing if you believe that it's not right if your faith says you may not eat that god said don't eat that and you do whatever is not a fa- that's sin it's talking i mean we need to keep this in context it has nothing at all to do with salvation it has everything to do about determining what i can and cannot do as a believer because like you said he's talking to believers
2: except the one who is weak in faith, right. but not for the purpose of passing judgment on his opinions. One person has faith that he may eat all things. It's not a faith in God. Right. It's a faith that he may eat all things. He believes
0: he can eat all things. Exactly. But he who is weak eats vegetables only. Now, when this person who has faith believes that he can eat all things, does that mean he can eat pork? Does he believe he can eat pork? I don't think in that context he does. In, that's not
2: gonna, that's not gonna help.
0: I'm not talking about 99% Christianity. What does the guy, What is this guy that he's writing to believe? Does he believe he can eat pork? Well, what does he believe? So when I say he believes that all things are clean, that he can eat all things, what's that mean? All food. He can eat all food defined by God. Others, as opposed to that, Think you can only eat vegetables. Because
2: they're, they're concerned you have Because their concern is about, you know, what like, on um, this
0: could be meat Oh, now we're talking about meat sacrificed. I oh, halal meat. There we go. It's another this, class. This is a halakhic discussion. That's exactly what it is. It has nothing to do with salvation, it's halakhic. Alright, back on topic. Back on topic. Cool brown keeper, by the way. I like um, It is really. So, what can you, as a result of this discussion, what can you summarize for me with regard to the thoughts of men?
1: Wretched man that I am. How, how
0: will, who will who saved save me free? free from the body of this yeah, exactly. Okay, so the body's a problem. That doesn't mean that everything physical is bad and everything spiritual is good. That's not what we're talking about. Why is the writer concerned about this wretched body what's what's he been bemoaning the war within us. <laughs> that what i want to do i don't do that which i don't want to do i do that <laughs> who's going to save me but
3: i say that in my inner man i want only what god
0: is. there it is so he's got the right motives thoughts. he's just struggling I got lots of thoughts. he's struggling with the flesh okay i can work with that talk to me about thoughts i think that's a weird hat is that a sin? Judging, judging a brother. If you tell your
1: wife,
0: maybe. Tell you. If you tell your wife, okay. So, so you know, I expected a resounding yes or resounding no, and I sort of got a mixed deal. No. 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 I got a no on this side, but I heard somebody over here about talking, and judging the brother. Was that you? No. Ah, just checking. So.
2: Now. When? think I
0: think that's a weird hat. I really don't like him for wearing that. That's- <laughs> and I want to beat the crap out of him later on. Take the hat from him. Now that, oh, now this. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Okay. Devising an evil plan. There it is.
2: Fantasizing about all the evil things you wish you
0: could do is wrong. I just want you to know that from your mouth to God's ears, should I turn all thoughts that are completely inappropriate into devising evil about beating guys up rather than what my mind normally ends up thinking about? Holy cow. Alright. My hope in this hour was that you would see that you are a man and susceptible to sin. However, with the Holy Spirit within you, you have the power to overcome sin, and that there is no reason for you to sin. If you sin, you chose it, you paddle your own canoe, get before God, beg for his forgiveness, repent, and stop doing it. Someone say, Amen. amen. However, as you walk through the mall, and you see the beauty which God has created. There is nothing wrong with praising God for the beauty, and start to look at the sneakers. And I want you to focus on the sneakers. Or maybe you should just look at the sneakers. And start, with start with the sneakers. Start with the sneakers. I, you know, I'm I'm trying to give you realism here. It's not the beauty. It's not the recognition of the beauty. It's what we do with the recognition and that devising of the thought, what, what, are you, what are you thinking about? You know, if you go into the mall with four paragraphs of scripture that you're trying to memorize, and you've got little cards, I can, I can guarantee you, your walk through the mall will be different than you've ever had before. In fact, you may actually come out with bruises, because you're going to bump into walls, because you're going to be reading your card. You won't be looking at the girl. Yes, sir.
1: Fact Without question. An Orthodox man walks with his eyes on the ground in front of him. Right. You know, when we were there last year, we we walked from our uh, apartment. Uh, we were going to the uh, to the uh, Israeli Museum, and it's it's a pretty good, pretty long walk. we were walking, we we're walking through the station, we're on the sidewalk, and Michaela uh,
0: was kind of up and walking in front of us. And we look down on the road, and there's an old hussie coming yeah. up the street, yeah. black hat, and everything. Like that.
1: And he's walking along. Beautiful day. He's walking along by himself. And as soon as he saw Michaela, he just kind of slowly, just kind of, kind of wandered over to the other side of the street, and just kind of kept walking. You know. And I thought,
0: there it I, is. I don't even think the rest of my family really even noticed. Yes. But I. And I thought, how cool and, and, and you know the neat part? You noticed because he did something. He avoided sin. And now we read stuff in the apostolic writings. Flee the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You know that kind of thing? How do you do that? This guy just did it. We were at the, uh, was it the tomb of Samuel? Um, which is basically a house you can go up on the, on the roof and look out, I think. Um... It's a dual site. It's run by the Muslims, but the Orthodox are allowed to, to be there. And uh, it's interesting. They were doing some construction and whatnot, so the house was over here, and there was this, like, gangplank from a boat kind of thing. It was kind of zigzaggy and came down. And it w- it had to be from here all the way to the mailbox. It was a long deal. And uh, down at the, at the base here, the Orthodox Jews had some kind of little shop there where you could buy trinkets and so forth. And, uh, and the Muslim actually had the shop in Samuel's deal there. So we're up there, and the Portageons johns are down there, not up here. So one of the gals on the tour with us wanted to go to the john. Well, we didn't want them to walk by themselves, the, the ladies, while we were there. So I said, well, I'll I'll, I'll walk you down. So I put my hands in my pockets, and I'm walking with her. She's just wearing, you know, a skirt, pair of shorts, whatever it was. And, you know, she was very modestly dressed. And uh, we're walking down the gangplank, and up the gangplank is coming an, an obvious Orthodox Jew. And as he approached, he put his hand on his side of his face and turned his head as he walked past us. Because he did not want to be tempted by looking at her. Now you may think, that's a little over the top. I think that's crazy. Okay. You may think that today. Your perspective may change over time. I can tell you now, being on the back end of 50, I think there's a lot of wisdom there. I don't know that there's another way that I can think of to take captive every thought. The obedience of Yeshua the Messiah. Well, I, I was just thinking while you were talking about that, you know, we, we talk about uh,
1: see and sin not. It, scripture tells us be angry and
0: sin
3: yeah. like, not. When you think about anger, anger is not a fleeting thought. Anger,
0: anger makes your blood anger, pressure anger change. Is
3: <laughs> anger is something that is physiological yeah. and it, it takes time, doesn't matter who the man is, it takes time to stop being angry. Yeah. So it's not just okay. I, I held on to that for a second. Now it's a sin. Uh, it says, "Be angry and sin." Not. I mean, there's 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 a thing is don't act upon it. And and this is what I, this is what I really honestly believe is that if you have the fleeting thought of lust, there's gonna be evidence of it if it's once it becomes sin. Yeah. And in the same way, you know, there's times I've been angry, and where I've sinned is when I opened my mouth and said something about it or threw something across the room. Not very often. But now yes. I've acted upon it. Yes. You know, and, and it's no longer the anger and sin off. It's actually, I did sin.
0: Now repent. Yeah. I, I think um, we would agree that when it comes to anger, at some point, you know you're angry. Now, when that comes, I don't care. But when you know... Stop it. You know, you, you go over to somebody's house, there's a hole in the, in the sheetrock. How'd that happen? Ah! And you realize, I, this is an angry man. Well, the scripture speaks to an angry man. It says, you, you're not supposed to keep company with an angry man. If this is his regular habit, what are you doing there? Now that you know that, time to go. I think it's quite appropriate to tell him just don't make him angry. Alright. I
2: actually
0: had a gentleman one time
2: who had the hole in the wall. Yeah. And actually
0: the hole in the wall was like years old.
2: Ah. He had said that um,
0: a little reminder of his past. Good for him. He had
2: he had punched a wall one time and he was angry, and so they decided never to fix it to remind him not to get angry.
0: Good. Now you know, I think that's cool. I think that's cool. Final comments on thoughts. Did it help? Mm -hmm. Does it work? Okay. Good. now, no condemnation, which has taken you, but such as is common to man. Mm. Mm. We have the power to overcome sin because He has granted that to us. He's given us that power. For us, I mean, you look outside, you see the man in the world. Why would we expect him not to sin? That's what sinners do. Sinners sin. For us? I don't expect you to sin. When you sin, I'm shocked. That's why I pull you aside. I'm, this is all completely fabricated. You understand. Oh, you sin. I, I want to pull you aside and go, Chris, what's up? Right? That's, it's. it should not be our habit. Comment? Anybody else? Okay. we we'll take a break. We come back. We'll talk about something Completely different.